I'm in the big leagues, told them don't miss me. Ballin' like Houston, ayy, feelin' like Whitney. I need a bag, bruh, send it through quickly. I'm making his dog, like I'm in the big leagues. Told him that I gotta go, dog. I'm riding the road, y'all. I think that I'm back in my bag now. So I need that go, y'all. Got hits when he throwin' the fastball. Just too quick for it, peeling off like the whip orange. Seen the effort, this piss poor. I got too much, I gotta tend to. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Another Turnover, the basketball podcast where a basketball fan with zero basketball credibility gives his opinions on what's going on in the NBA. Opinions that nobody asks for. As always, I'm your host, Mr. Chris Aaron Murphy, aka AA Ron. And ladies and gentlemen, Let's just jump right into it. Well, folks, it is time. It is time for the final episode of 2022. Man, what a ride it has been so far. I mean, if you're going back to last season, starting the beginning of the year in January, all the way to right now. So many episodes, so much fun. I am definitely very much looking forward to today's show, but also looking forward to a nice little extended break as well with family and friends and all that. So speaking of family and friends, uh, I want to give a very quick shout out to my favorite person in the entire world, this young lady who I just recently asked to be my wife. So I, uh, if you know me personally, I proposed to my lovely girlfriend, now fiance, over the past weekend, and I'm super excited. She makes me so happy. She's the best thing that I could have ever asked for, and uh, yeah, I'm just super excited for her. So this episode is dedicated to her. Babe, thank you for everything that you do, and thank you for who you are. I love you so much. But all right, let's get started. Let's get into today's episode. I want to start off with none other than one of the most popular teams in the in the um, in the league, the Golden State Warriors. Specifically, Steph Curry's. Unfortunately, not the best news in the world, but Steph Curry is injured. Um, he is expected to miss a few weeks, according to reports that just came out earlier today. As you know, I'm recording this on Thursday. Um, he's expected to miss a few weeks after suffering a shoulder injury in Wednesday's game at Indiana. So he had got injured about with about two minutes left in the third quarter. If you watch the game, um, Warriors were down, though, most of that game. They were down 20 points at half, and Steph Curry had 27 points at half, and they were still down 20 points. So not a great look for the Golden State Warriors in that game. Um, he did finish the game before he got injured with 38 points, and they were only down three points at of the time of his injury. So he was doing all he could do, all his part, to make sure that the Warriors uh, were in position to win that game. Unfortunately, went down with a shoulder injury. Like I said, uh, eight-time All-Star, I have the, uh, the article pulled up here. Eight-time All-Star was injured with about two minutes left in the third quarter as the Warriors tried to rally from a 20-point halftime deficit. Uh, so when Pacers forward, Jalen Smith dribbled toward the baseline. Curry tried to stop him by sticking his left arm out. Smith kept going, and Curry's arm bent back awkwardly. Curry grabbed his shoulder while standing hunched over the court, then walked to the locker room during the next timeout. So, very unfortunate injury. It reminds me, if you're a basketball historian like I classify myself as, reminds me of Dwayne Wade's shoulder injury from years ago back in, was it 2007 or 2008, um, when he was out for an extended period of time. 
when he hurt his shoulder. He was in some pretty significant pain. But um, speedy recovery. Well wishes to Steph Curry. Hopefully he comes back soon. Like I said, it, as of right now, he'll be out for a couple weeks. But the question I want to pose is, is it panic time for the Warriors now with Steph Curry being injured? I would say probably not. I'd lean more towards no than I would lean more towards yes in terms of it being panic time. You know, he's only going to be out a few weeks. Uh, he had the MRI this morning. Uh, so they have enough to hold it down, I would say, for a few weeks. Um, but this championship hangover that they've been kind of dealing with is going to have to end for them. I mean, defensively, they need to be better. Offensively, you know, the rest of their parts could be better as well. Jordan Poole, you got your money. You got your bag. He's probably going to start in Steph's place. He's going to have to put up some solid production, just as well as Klay Thompson. We've seen glimpses and flashes of the old Klay Thompson, um, and we need to we need to see that. We need to see that again consistently if the Warriors are going to, uh, to you know, weather the storm while Steph Curry is out. But they, and they've got a tough schedule coming up. I think they've got some of the top 10 teams, like three or four of the top 10 teams in the league over the next week or so. So it's going to be tough for the Warriors without Steph. Right now, they're 10th in the West, 14 and 15 overall record, 2 and 13 overall record on the road. The worst road team in the NBA, which is pretty shocking. Uh, but offensive efficiency, they are actually 20 points better with Stephen Curry on the floor, which isn't that much of a surprise, but that is a huge point production um, that he brings them. And that is, you know, they're losing that for, for the next couple of weeks. But overall, I say all that to say, I still think they have a solid roster to weather the storm while Steph Curry is gone, but it's going to be a challenge. But uh, we shall see what happens. But uh, let's transition a little bit, though. Um, still sticking with the Golden State Warriors. Warriors, uh, two big pieces of news uh, this week or notable things to happen over this past week. But Draymond Green got a fan ejected. If you watched that uh, Tuesday night game against the Milwaukee Bucks, which they lost, uh, the Bucks won that game. Uh, Draymond Green had a fan ejected from that game. Uh, this was also another third quarter incident uh, for the Golden State Warriors. Um, Giannis was at the free throw line for about 10 minutes. Um, you know, I know, I know you normally only get 10 seconds to shoot free throws. He gets a lot. <laughs> totally kidding. But um, anyway, he was shooting free throws and Draymond Green was on the free throw line, you know, wait for the rebound or, you know, waiting for the main basket to take it out of bounds. And he could be seen, you know, talking to a fan uh, on the behind the basket you could make out a little bit of what he was saying but not totally of what he was saying um but not long after that exchange not long after there was a stoppage of play and security did remove that fan from the arena so i want to take a look or i want to take a listen into some of draymond's post-game comments and then i want to comment myself on that so let's listen in to that what, what did they say to you? Uh, some threatening stuff to my life. So, you know, um, I was this close to really going back and, like, diving all the way in, but I just went back and told the official. And when I told the official what he said, he's like, oh, he got to get out of here. You got to get out of here. Do you, do you like that, I guess? You know, I know you got fined a couple weeks ago when you said something to the fan. You like that—that's kind of an option to you, I guess. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I can't necessarily say that it, that hasn't been an option. That's kind of been an option, but I think, you know, there are times where you're just in the moment, you know, and, and you respond. And so, uh, you know, that's been an option. That that wasn't like, oh, I just found out that was an option once I got fined. Like, that's been there. Uh, the league has made that clear to us for years that that's been there. But like I said, we're all human beings, and there are times where you just respond, you know, and try to learn from the mistakes, but you know, like I said, there's still the human side, the human element to it. That, you know, sometimes you just want to respond, and that's just that. Do you? So the question I want to propose after listening to that, you know, his post-game comments, was Draymond right to get that fan thrown out of the game? In my opinion, absolutely, 100%. That fan should have been gone for that game. If he made life-threatening comments to Draymond Green, his family, or anybody else, really, uh, you know, in the Warriors organization, or even just in general sense, like, there's no excuse for that. You should be gone from the game. Whether you get a lifetime ban from the arena, that's, you know, one thing. But, you know, I, I think I think that fan or Draymond was absolutely justified for wanting to see that fan gone. And he brought up a great point. He's like, you know, there's the human element, right? Like these are human beings playing a game. You know, that's that's their job is to, you know, play basketball, play to the highest, to the best of their ability. That's that. But that's still a human being at the end of the day. Like they're there to entertain, of course, and put on a show. But that does not give anyone the right to make threatening comments or downright disrespectful comments. Um, I mean, you can boo, you can jeer, you can, you know, do all kinds of different stuff. You can try to throw off your opponent, but it has to be respectful. It has to come from a respectful place because at the end of the day, it is a game. You know, it doesn't necessarily have any bearing on life or death or any seriousness of that matter. It's a game. So, yeah, he that fan should have been gone. Absolutely. If you're making life threatening comments, those are way out of bounds. Um, you know, and another thing too, I talked about this last year when Russell Westbrook got into it with a fan. You know, if you saw these players in real life, like these are giant human beings. Like, I, let me rephrase that. These are very large human beings. I mean, they're all six five, six six, six nine, six ten, or whatever. You would not say that those types of things to these NBA players if you just saw them walking on the street. At least I don't believe these fans that are getting thrown out would say that to their faces because, I mean, that's just stupid. <laughs> I mean, for lack of a better word, it's just it's just dumb. So um, don't be disrespectful. Don't act stupidly. Just, you know, boo, like I said, jeer. But, you know, when you're making threatening comments, you got to go. But those are my two cents on that matter. But all right, let's transition again. Let's take a look. There was an article that came out from the Bleacher Report earlier today that I wanted to kind of talk about. I wanted to kind of, you know, break down a little bit. For It was almost like a Christmas list of trade targets for every single NBA team. And I wanted to kind of go over it. I'm not going to go over every team. I'm only going to go about three or four of them. But I thought it was pretty interesting, and I wanted to give my thoughts. So four teams that I'm going to actually take a look at for fresh trade targets um, they should go after before the trade deadline in February. Trade deadline's usually usually right before the All-Star game, if I'm not mistaken, so coming up here in a couple months. But one of the teams on the list was the, or all the teams are on the list, but one of the teams I highlighted was the Dallas Mavericks. And they listed potential trade targets as OG Ananobi, Zach Levine, 
and John Collins. So OG Ananobi from the Toronto Raptors, Zach Levine from the Chicago Bulls, and John Collins from the Atlanta Hawks. And I was thinking, and I was like, okay, who would Dallas potentially give up? I mean, would they give up Spencer Dinwiddie to get one of them? Would they give up, you know, Tim Hardaway? They would probably have to to get, I would say, any of those players because those are all pretty solid players. Um, would they be giving up Christian Wood? I doubt it, but I mean, it is a possibility. I could see, I think a Zach Levine and a Luka Doncic pairing could be pretty good. But then again, neither one of them are great defenders. So I don't know necessarily if one of those teams would make the Dallas Mavericks that much better than they already are. But other team that I wanted to highlight, I want to take a look at the Denver Nuggets. Um, if you you know follow the NBA, you know the Denver Nuggets. Um, great offensive juggernaut. Not so much on the defensive end. I think it said when I was reading the article, the Denver Nuggets are actually ranked 29th in defensive rating. Actually, let me just see because I want to make sure I give out the right information. They are ranked 28th in defense right now. So um, only two other teams in, in the NBA that are worse than them defensive efficiency-wise. But, you know, the Denver Nuggets, it, you know, in order to combat that, some trade targets for them could be Matisse Teibel, Javante Green, or Matisse Teibel from Philadelphia 76ers, Javante Green from the Chicago Bulls, or Josh Richardson from San Antonio. And Matisse Teibel on that Denver Nuggets team, I think that would be a pretty good fit. Obviously, depends on who you're giving up. Do you have to give up Aaron Gordon? Do you have to give up uh, potentially Bruce Brown like to get Tybal? Because I know Philadelphia holds him in pretty high regard. But Matisse Tybal is a great perimeter defender. Um, really, really solid. Um, I would say the best defender out of the three of the ones that I just mentioned. So Matisse Tybal on the Denver Nuggets. I could see that working out roster and fit-wise, but do they have the assets that's going to be the you know the thing for all of these teams but another team that i wanted to take a look at i wanted to take a look at the los angeles lakers uh, trade targets for them i thought were kind of unrealistic but uh demar derozan's a trade target from the chicago bulls bo bojan bojan i think it's bojan bojan bogdanovich from the detroit pistons and buddy healed from the indiana pacers now it's no secret that the Los Angeles Lakers need shooting. It's no secret that they need perimeter defense. You get shooting from all three of those candidates that I just named. Not a whole lot on the defensive end, though. And then again, like I'm going to keep reiterating, who is it that the Los Angeles Lakers would give up to get any of those three? And who, on either Chicago and Detroit or Indiana, would they be willing to take? Because in order to get DeMar DeRozan... You're probably going to have to give up Russell Westbrook. Like, I don't think there's any other trade scenario to get DeMar DeRozan unless you're giving up Westbrook. Um, Bogdanovich and Buddy Heald, it depends on where those two franchises want to go. Detroit, I mean, they're going to be probably lottery again like they've been for quite some time. So do you give up Bogdanovich for, you know, a pick? But then again, I just don't think the Lakers have the, the salary room to kind of make a move for Bogdanovich. I know he's getting paid a decent salary in the NBA. Buddy Heald, I think they're time to pull the trigger on the Buddy Heald. You know, Miles Turner deal was over the summer. I think that window has probably closed, but um, those are the trade targets for the Los Angeles Lakers. And the last team, I wanted to get at least one Eastern Conference team in here, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland right now um, is looking for some, some solid three-point shooting, um, also some decent perimeter defense as well. 
That makes their trade targets Jay Crowder from the Phoenix Suns and Joe Harris from the Brooklyn Nets. Now, obviously, with Joe Harris, not a great perimeter defender, but an excellent three-point shooter. And then you have Jay Crowder, who's decent, can hit his open threes, and is just a pretty solid perimeter defender as well. So I could see either one of them fitting into that roster, dependent on who they would have to give up. But those are some of the trade targets and listings for a few of the NBA teams. If you want to see the entire list, go to bleacherreport.com and you can take a look there. But let's transition again here. I want to go through games of the week, games that I feel were very entertaining when I watched them or, you know, gave some excellent highlights overall. So let's take a look at Monday's game of this past week. You know I had to talk about it. You knew it was coming. If you know me in real life, the San Antonio Spurs defeated the Cleveland Cavaliers 112 to 111. And this was a pretty solid game, obviously with a one-point victory. But again, the Spurs were up by 16 points at halftime. And I'm like, man, we're doing well against the Cleveland Cavaliers, one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. And we lose the lead. It's inevitable. It's like Thanos. We're going to lose the lead. <laughs> but... It was their ninth win of the year. Pretty solid victory overall. It was actually Keldon Big Body Johnson with the game-saving block on Donovan Mitchell towards the end of the game. Um, but yeah, I was I was nervous. I'm like, man, we're going to blow it again. But that was actually their third win in a row. They have now lost since Monday. I think they lost to Portland on Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. But I'll take it where we can get it. Spurs started off, like I said, 5-2 and two on the year. We're now 9-19 and 19 or something like that absolutely terrible absolute trash lottery but and I've, I've already accepted it i've already accepted i was telling my dad he's a Spurs fan as well i was telling my dad you know i have no expectations for any any of the games that we play because you know when you have a good team when you're a fan of a good team and you're like playing somebody like orlando you're like oh all right that's a win tonight well you know we can chalk that up i don't have that anymore i don't have that luxury any game we play even if it's like detroit we could lose. We're probably going to lose. So, But if if you have no expectations of winning, you can't get disappointed. <laughs> so that's just, uh, but no, that was a solid victory from the San Antonio Spurs against a good team for once this season, 112 to 111. But Tuesday's game, Tuesday's game was probably the best game of the week so far. Obviously, we have, you know, Thursday tonight and then Friday's games, oh, Friday's games coming up. But the Boston Celtics defeated the Los Angeles Lakers 122 to 118 in overtime. That game was pretty solid. It was it was a game of runs, which basketball is already a game of runs, but it was some serious runs in that game. Boston led most of the way going into the second half, most of the third quarter, but towards that end of regulation, the Lakers went on a crazy run. Lakers went, I think at one point, it was either a 30-5 and five run or a 32-5 and five run to put them up by like 13 points late in the fourth quarter. And Boston came back. They responded. They got punched in the mouth, and I was absolutely shocked. I was like, wow, Boston. I was like, that is a pretty epic collapse. But no, they, you know, they weathered that storm. They came back. Um, like I said, they were down 13 points with about four minutes left, and Lakers just looked spent trying to spend all that energy to catch up and just couldn't really do anything once the Boston Celtics started coming back. Um, Jason Tatum hit a big shot over LeBron. It was very, not calling Jason Tatum Kobe Bryant, don't come after me, but it was very Kobe Bryant-esque in the shot that he took 
over LeBron to end up tying the game towards regulation. LeBron did have the final shot in regulation, a three-point uh, fadeaway three-point shot that he took in missing wide left on the rim. But it was pretty much all Boston in overtime. Uh, you know, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown hit a huge three to end up put, putting them up by like, he had put them up by like six or seven, if I'm not mistaken, in overtime. But there was just no stopping those boys once they got into overtime. LeBron James was blowing like a freight train, you know, doing some serious huffing and puffing. Um, but yeah, Boston Celtics beating the Los Angeles Lakers. And that finished, that was their their six-game road trip. They went four and two, the Celtics. So not bad on the road. Uh, but Wednesday's game, Wednesday's game, not as entertaining, but the Los Angeles Clippers defeated the Minnesota Timberwolves 99-88. to Kawhi Leonard played in this game again for, I, I don't remember how many games he's played in a row now, but he had 19 points, played pretty solid. Paul George had a triple-double with 17 points, 11 rebounds, and 11 assists, and that brought the Clippers up to 17-13 and 13 on the season. So playing pretty solid basketball despite all the injuries, which, you know, obviously huge shout-out to Ty Lue, amazing coach, gets everybody playing, um, you know, close to their full potential, which is pretty impressive. Um, and then... But Minnesota, um, you know, they fell to 13 and 15. I honestly didn't think Minnesota was going to be that good, that much better at all when they got Rudy Gobert. They made a huge trade for him, traded away a ton of assets, and they have significantly underachieved. Like I said, they are 13 and 15. It just seems as if anytime I've seen the Minnesota Timberwolves play, this roster just isn't really gelling, which is very unfortunate, but that's just you know, seems to be the way it's going. But uh, yeah, the Minnesota Timberwolves losing to the Los Angeles Clippers. But before we wrap up the show here, the last final show of 2022, I want to go ahead and talk about marquee matchups. I want to give another shout out to Jason Ruiz for winning marquee matchups, getting the most points and getting that $50 Fanatics gift card. Big shout out to Jason um, for participating and everyone else who's participated in the marquee matchups. Um, that was the first competition that I had held for the show, and it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I'll be looking forward to doing another one. little hint, it'll be sometime in March, if you know what I'm talking about. But <laughs> let's take a look at the marquee matchups. Last week, I personally went two for three. I pit, correctly predicted the Pelicans beating the Suns, the Warriors beating the Celtics. I did pick the Kings to beat the Knicks, but unfortunately, the Knicks did win. But my girlfriend or my fiance now, <laughs> was the only one to pick the Knicks correctly. She actually picked the Knicks to beat the Kings. And I was like, good job, babe. Shout out to you. <laughs> but this week, we've got the Nuggets taking on the Lakers. Um, I think I'm going to go ahead and take the Nuggets on the road to win that one. And then you got the Mavericks taking on the Cavaliers. I'm going to take the Cavaliers at home with that one. And then the Sunday slate of games wasn't that great. I didn't think it was. So I'm actually going to go ahead and go with a Monday game. The Bucks and the Pelicans, two of the best teams in the East, or two of the best teams in the league, um, best of the East, best of the West. So you got Bucks at Pelicans. I'm going to go ahead and take the Pelicans to beat the Bucks. I'm going to I'm gonna predict a statement victory for the Pelicans and say, hey, they are for real and they are making a shot, you know, to uh, at that championship this year. But we shall see. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that is all the show I have for you fine folks. 
this 2022, this Friday. Um, thank you for everyone, like I said, participating in marquee matchups, listening in, watching whatever platform you view this content or listen to this content. I appreciate you very much. I hope you have a very safe and fun holiday season. I hope you have a Merry Christmas, uh, a Happy Holidays, and a very happy new year. But I will be seeing you, I believe, not the first weekend of January, the second weekend of January. So I'll be spending time with family and friends and all that good stuff. But like, share, subscribe, you know what to do. Take care, and I will see you next year.